Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. It is the show after Thanksgiving. And thank you. Big thank you for spending another hour yeah. or two with us today. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be a great it's show. It's going to be a good day. Emily yeah. has laid out the law. This is what's going to go on. I'm going to be coming to her for her opening monologue, which we call Granny Rant in just a minute. Then she's coming back to me for the Bible Idiots Deep Dive. Then she says she has a story she'd like to get a reaction yeah. from me. No guests today, but we will come back with Mike Shaw, who is in the building with Right On Way Off. Right On Way Off is becoming... Probably the staple of this yeah. show. It's too fun. Either way, yeah. we're glad that you're with us. Fresh Road Media is doing some incredible things, including a new conference that we're developing for 2024 with Al Robertson from Duck Dynasty and Brad Stein, the comedian, along with some others who I can't mention yet because they haven't committed. But we're going to be doing some really fun things. So for those of you who do support this ministry and pray for it, know that things are in the works that only Thank God you. could do. And Thank I am you. so excited about Thank that. You. But we start, like always, <laughs> with our granny rant. Here's Emily. Da, well, da, da, you da, didn't da, think da. we were going to start this show without talking about Christmas, did you? No. No, I didn't think so. So here we go. Christmas season is officially upon us. We can talk about it at will. We can put on the music. We can do all that stuff. Now, Here's the thing, you know, Grinches, they're kind of ready to come out of the woodwork now. That's okay if you want to, you know, hold off the celebration a little bit. That's no problem. However, eventually, you need to get into the Christmas spirit. Now, the trend, the trend, we talked about this when Halloween rolled around, and that was that the tendency was, oh, this is a pagan holiday, and you oh, shouldn't I'm celebrate so that. that. Do, 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 do. Well, they're doing that with all our holidays. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is. They're doing it with Easter. They're doing it with with Christmas. Okay, so my point today, my granny rant today is do not believe everything you hear. <laughs> Just don't believe it because... Um, what about the Druids? I Are they the upper hand now? <laughs> <laughs> I really believe. I'm going to just say it. I really believe these these things that are put out there that this is bad and you shouldn't put up a Christmas tree and you should, we don't give Christmas presents at Christmas, you know, whatever. Um, I believe that that mentality is an effort, not from God, uh, but to espunge everything Christmas out of the public square and out of our lives. There, I said it, mm -hmm. and I don't apologize. There's, I, I really believe that's what's going Thus on. the name of the show. So let me give you some examples, because I don't want Christmas, and I don't want... Uh, these Christian things to just fall away out of our lives right. uh, because they are very meaningful and very important. I'm let, looking forward to it. Hit us. Let me give you just a couple examples. Sure. The first one is Xmas. I remember I was like in my teen years mm -hmm. when I really kind of took notice of it and people didn't like it. And they're yeah. like, that's crossing out the name of the birthday boy. Yeah, get rid you know? of the birthday boy's like, name. okay, well, I'll not like that too then, okay. you know. Uh, but I saw it a lot and I actually went to the effort Hey, here's the one, one good thing about being online is you can go and you might have to search deeply, but if you take the time, you can search. Don't type it in and then just read the first article or two. You know what I mean? They're going to bury the real Christian truth like way down <laughs> in your Google yeah. searches. Okay. So look who's writing this stuff. What is their worldview, you know, and find a find a reputable source. So Xmas, Xmas. back to Xmas. Xmas um, it's is legit. 
It is totally legit, and it started in the early church because back in the early church, uh, most people could not read, right? Uh, So the name of Christ— Read or write, or they couldn't (laughs) read, correct? Both. (laughs) That's the miracle of the holiday. Uh, Most people could not read. Most people could not read or write, and so the name of Christ was identified by the first two letters of— his name superimposed over each other. It's called Chiro, and it's the letter X and the letter P. They were superimposed one on top of the other. So you may, if you grew up in church, have seen that symbol, um, like on priests' robes or in churches. It's just a P, the letter P, with the X over the top of it, over the leg portion of the P. It's called Chiro, and over time, um, this was just the symbol. So anyone, even if you couldn't read or write, if you saw that symbol, you knew that that denoted the name of Christ. Over time, it just morphed, as things sometimes do, just to get more and more simple, and it became just the X. And so Xmas is literally that as as Christian celebrations came into vogue uh, and not everybody could read, um, that X still denoted the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. So when you see Mary Xmas, uh, instead of getting all mad, you can teach your children about what that really means and where that really came from, because yeah. that X really denotes the name of Jesus. And we still see it, it today. It denotes the name of the birthday boy. It does. It denotes his name. You'll even <laughs> see it on modern documents where there's a line and right next to the line, there's an X. Can we talk about sign. how Jesus was probably born in March or April? <laughs> yeah. That's another uh, one. Sign your name by the X. You've heard that phrase, sign yeah. your name by the X. That X or, denotes there's a name that belongs here. That's mm-hmm. where that all came from. So Merry Xmas. Go ahead and write it. You're not offending Roll on. the Lord and Savior. Of What's course, another example? The biggest yet? one is, is Santa Claus, right? Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. People get really irate about Santa Claus. But here's the thing. Why don't you just teach you your children Satan the truth? You mean Satan Claus? He's real. <laughs> St. Nicholas is a real person. He was a great defender of the faith. He was at the Council of Nicaea. I, yeah. Isn't that <laughs> incredible? Because at the time in the church, people were starting to, uh, leaders in the church mm-hmm. were starting to argue over, was Jesus really the son of God? And if he was the son of God, how could he be, be both the son of God and a man? And so the, the trend Gnosticism. started that he's not really the son of God. Well, St. Nicholas was there and he very forcibly defended the fact that Jesus is fully man and at the same time, fully God. He is Mm. a great defender of the faith. Now, you know, as uh, um, people in the church back then, they were like oftentimes put in charge of certain things. St. Nicholas was put in charge of helping the poor and particularly children. And he wanted to do this anonymously. So he would go He where there was a need, he would go in and he would try to provide whatever that person or that family or that child needed. And he'd try to kind of get in and get out without getting noticed. Sound like anyone, you know, Mm -hmm. I think so. Uh, As time went on, he I mean, the people loved him. They really, really loved him. So I hate the fact that we are equating him with secularism 
and whatnot. Because no, if you get rid of Santa Claus, you're getting rid of one of the great defenders of the faith. And from that, a lot of our traditions even come. For instance, now this is just this is just a story, whether it's true or not. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Okay. It's a story that he was, uh, there was a young couple that wanted to get married. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you needed money to get married back then. It was kind of a, a big thing. And well, I know so, this kind of goes over your head, but you need money to get married today <laughs> as well. It's not your area. I know. You but. didn't. <laughs> I think I paid for our license down at the courthouse. Wow. Anyway, that was years best ago. For, best 40 bucks of my life that I've ever spent. Anyway, well, good. good to hear. Okay, <laughs> I so you digress. Need, you need money to get married. Go ahead. He needed the, the young man needed money yeah. in order. You know, they couldn't get married right. until they were more well established. So St. Nicholas got some money together and of course not wanting to be noticed wanting to do it anonymously it was at night and he went by the window and threw the coins in the window the gold coins in the window well one of them landed in they would dry their stockings by the fire and one of the coins landed in that stocking that story is what became the tradition of hanging your stockings by the fire. Okay. So lighten up, people. <laughs> okay. And I just want people, I want to challenge you. Okay. This is, and then this is the end of my granny rat. All right. I want to challenge you if there's something there in Christmas that you're like, gee, I wonder where that comes from. I want to challenge you to Google it, to search it. And don't just, you know, listen to the masses. There's probably more than likely, not all, but more than likely there is some Christian connotation. And learning this information is just, for me, I love it. Mm -hmm. It's so exciting. And I'm going to be bringing this stuff uh, now through the holiday season. Uh, I'll be bringing a lot more. With quite the enthusiasm. Yeah, exactly. Because I want you guys to start teaching your children so that they don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. All right. Turning to Chris. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's I do am. a Bible Idiots deep dive. Bible Where idiots are you going today? I'm going to go right in line with your Christmas ideas. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I love it. The, the thing that I want to make sure everybody understands is that you can go back and you can say, well, the ancient Druids, that's my favorite one. The ancient <laughs> Druids, apparently they were the winter... Uh, festival people of record. <laughs> they created you know, all things. Of ancient times. And so to keep the, you know, the spirit of life alive, I'm paraphrasing now, yeah. they would bring the evergreen trees inside during winter. And that would be part of their pagan rituals and, and all kinds of different things. And I heard somebody say this when I was younger, that we don't worship the tree. We worship the one who died on the tree. And so the Christmas tree can represent the cross of Christ if you put Christ back into Christmas or keep Christ in Christmas. Right, right. I've also gone on record as to say, and we we talked about this at Halloween. We've talked about this, you know, where it's All Saints Eve, you know, mm-hmm. and you can spin it that way. All Hallows Eve. What what yep. I can't stand is, it, I mean, it just it dry, it's getting me more and more worked up the older I get. You're is, very Grinchy sounding right now. <laughs> <laughs> just is is I cannot stand when people try to take the love of Jesus Christ and then spin it into things where children get less because of Jesus. Oh, yeah. And Santa Claus is another one. The Easter Bunny is another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some legitimate things to saying, hey, we don't want to celebrate the evil of Halloween. We don't want to have Santa overtake Jesus. And we don't want the Easter Bunny with the eggs to overtake the resurrection. Right. 
We can call it Resurrection Sunday. We can put Jesus' birth as the first advent in front of Santa Claus, and we can put the fact that it's All Saints Day and All Saints Eve and, and the whole thing that you had on a podcast around Thanksgiving or uh, around Halloween time where we don't necessarily make kids not get candy because they love Jesus. I mean, it's so right. counterproductive. Everywhere you go, Satan is going to have a counterfeit exactly. for you. Exactly. And in that there counterfeit, you, you don't have to fight the counterfeit. You can just show the original. When you teach people in the United States Treasury, when the United States Treasury tr- teaches people to, to recognize counterfeits, they don't show them counterfeits. They don't talk about how bad the counterfeits are. They focus on the original. They study you, the real. You know the original so well that the minute you see something off, you know that it's a counterfeit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe that Jesus Christ coming to earth in the first advent and his perfect life and his victory over death, hell, and the grave through the cross and the resurrection is so powerful that it'll trump Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny every single time. Mm-hmm. But you can redeem those things. Like I told you what Emily did with Halloween, where you know you decided you were going to decorate the front yard and you had a big spider. I mean, I'm talking about like a four-foot big spider. Big fuzzy black spider. And you got that fake web stuff <laughs> and you had a little sign underneath and you had it done in very you know nice calligraphy so that it was yeah. very, very professional. Which is odd for me because spiders, I don't do spiders. You don't do spiders. But, yeah. you know, God created everything that creeps upon the earth, Genesis, whatever. And then you Thank had you, uh, RIP, had a tombstone <laughs> there and it said RIP. Um, you know, you can rest in peace if you know Jesus, Romans, you know, in, in John three sixteen. It was just awesome. Well, we've done the same thing with Christmas with Santa Claus with our kids where, hey, Santa's fun. He goes back to St. Yep. Nicholas who served Jesus. You know, he, he was, he's considered a saint by the early church. And no, we don't know about the red suit, the cookies and coming down the <laughs> chimney, but that's all just fun folklore. So we it have is. a good time with it, but it, because we know the original we can see that that's a yeah. lot of it's a counterfeit. You well, know? and that's the thing is that you can engage in these fun things. Mm-hmm. And then when your kids go, Mommy, is Santa real? You can say, why, well, as a matter of fact, yes, he is. Yeah. You know, and, and when it's age appropriate, tell him who he was. And that's who the guy in the red suit is based on. You know, he knows when you've been uh, good. He knows when you've been bad. I mean, they, they give him this omnip- omnipresence that yeah. he doesn't deserve. I get all that. <laughs> I Are we get really going to go there? No, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I get, I get it all. And that, but Jesus is bigger than all of that. Yes, the pagans used to use the egg as a sign of life and it's springtime. And we actually celebrate the giver of all life who died on the tree and was, mm-hmm. was raised again yeah. from the dead on that day. That doesn't mean we have to, you know, take Easter bunny and, and trash him in front of the children. Right, exactly. I mean, I was I was a seminarian and an associate pastor, and I still played Thundertail for the yeah. children, yes. which was the bunny that you named. I don't. Is there a story with it? I just know I was I, I Thundertail, and I had to come knocking along the kids' scream. I think it's I think it's Iron Tail. Is it <laughs> Thundertail? <laughs> I don't know. I think you're the one with the Thundertail. Look, beard. a lot of those a lot of those skits that you put together. I just did what I was told. <laughs> it was. Fun. It was, I was fun. Acting at a level that you will never I understand. Know. And the Oscar goes to my Chris interpretation in of his Thunder Tail, of Iron Tail. Iron Tail. Was great. Yeah. So yes. anyway, that's that's my point. And I just want everybody to understand that during the season of Christmas, as we enter into it now, post Thanksgiving, that we want to make sure we keep Christ in Christmas. We say Merry mm-hmm. Christmas, not happy holidays. We've been doing all of that. 
But understand that what you serve is so much bigger that you can focus on that and not have to rage against the machine about the counterfeits that are around us, especially to the children. Because, I mean, there's so much of that kind of, I don't know, quasi-Christianity that leaves a bad taste in the in the in the in the eyes of some of these kids. I mean, just think about it. Oh, the I, I love we love Jesus, so I don't get candy. You know, <laughs> we we love Jesus, so so we we, we can't have right. presents. Right, you know? exactly, exactly. Know the Christian heritage behind these things that we do, because then you're not going to be led astray in doing those things that you know inadvertently you're. You know, maybe hurting somebody else's feelings. The the deep dive is not that biblical. It's just a response off the granny rant. But I would like to leave you with this. Do you know what the very first Christmas passage in Scripture is? Do you know off the top of your head? The very first Christmas passage. No. Genesis 3.15. Oh, what does it say? Look it up. It's well, that is the <laughs> smug pastor thing to say. Yeah. Do you know how to spell? <laughs> no, I don't know how to spell. We Diatriculosis. Well, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Genesis 3.15 is when the offspring of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. is technically the first Christmas. Yeah, see, yeah. And, I, you know. You know, the more I think about it, the more that was really rude of me to say, look it up. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I came in unprepared. By the way, a half hour before this show's being recorded on Monday night, when the Vikings are playing the Bears, by the way, and I've got yeah. this 40-year-old sweatshirt on that, I mean, even the even the zipper is, like, broke. It doesn't, like, zip up anything. It just is there. Anyway. We uh, needed to know that. Yeah, I just felt like adding that. We don't want uh, a clothing my, malfunction I, over I've here. been working on a sermon, been noodling around on something for a couple weeks, and... Um, I got back to the office today after having a week's vacation, and I was on fire. Were you? And fuego. I I was sitting there. I remember looking at the clock. It was like 828, and I'm sitting at the desk, and I'm like, all right, here we go. And next week, on Sunday, I'm going to deliver two sermons in one, two in one. Yeah. James chapter 5, Mark chapter 5. Long story. But I, I just start going off, and I start grabbing all this research, and I start typing. I start, and I'm just writing. Come home for lunch. I know we're going to record late afternoon. Yep. And so I, I, you know, took a quick lunch, came back, and I'm just going. And then it's the soup that I made for you. About 3.45 in the afternoon <laughs> after going hard all day. And I don't write a sermon in one day. It's almost impossible to write it in one eight-hour day. But this one was close. Yeah. I mean, it is just, I'm, I just, and then my computer, like, crashed. Like, infected, crashed. Eh. You know, it, it had these warnings come up. Eh. And then I clicked OK. And then it just went black screen with a cursor. Oh, no. And, and it was like, oh, that was so sad. And I come. Like and, Santa's sleigh at the airport. And, and Emily is in the studio <laughs> where she's sitting right now getting ready for the show. And I come down the hall and I walk in and I, and I tried to express that I had it. And she didn't even care. She just went, oh, you'll get it back. And did you? You'll get it back. I did. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing that my dad always taught me is touch and go there for a minute. Don't worry about things until you need to worry about things. Well, we don't know what we got till it's gone. And so many things. That's a that's an old rock and roll song from somebody. So we don't Uh, want Christmas to go away and Santa and sleigh bells and 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 Mary Xmas. But I'm talking about I'm talking about freedom (laughs) and I'm talking about our 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 relationship and our walk with Christ in America. America's going to suffer a major blow in the next couple of years at a maximum. It could be the next couple of months at a minimum. And then we, I'm getting to that. Can I get to the fa la Are you just going to thump me before I get there? 
It's my spiritual it's, it's like gift. It's like me doing a comic <laughs> setup and like two lines before I'm going to get to the punchline, you just throw the punchline out there. Well, okay. So when this happens, when we have a great <laughs> loss in our life, you want to make sure that you've appreciated it before it's gone. There you go. You don't know what it's, you got till it's gone. Well, know what you got. And this Christmas season, know that we have the freedom in Christ to worship him still in America openly honestly, and we can boldly be Christians until they take it all away. There you go. But until then, fa-la-la-la-la, there you go. Yeah. And uh, put up the Christmas tree, bring it inside. It's not a pagan thing. Here's, you know, <laughs> if you were really worshiping nature as a pagan, would you kill a tree? I don't think so. So chop that thing down and bring it inside. <laughs> Lay the axe to it, my heathen friend. And then plant another one. <laughs> and then plant another right. one. All right, you said you, know, you had a, you had a good, happy story that you were going to share with I me do. before we you got know, to go. It wasn't that ahead. long ago where I was complaining that there were no feel-good stories. Yeah. And I've actually kept looking, mm. you know, trying to find something. Okay. I found one the other day, and it was really kind of interesting, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I'm here. Because you have a grandchild who, I don't know, kids have gotten to the point where they take water bottles with them everywhere they go. Yeah. And the, fine, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> our daughter has so many water bottles. Like, she can't even keep them all in the cupboard. They they just sit on the counter. She washes them. She dries them. They stay there because they they just have so many of them. And our granddaughter wants more water bottles for Christmas, you know, yeah. certain ones. And I, we're not talking about a $10 water bottle. We're talking about like 70, 80. Yeah, they're 40 to $70 because she sent me her Christmas yeah. wish list. And I get down there, I'm like, <laughs> you already have one. She's like, yeah, but I want different colors for the season. <laughs> Exactly what she said. Yeah. That's no lie. Okay, so there was a video that went viral. There was a young lady. She her name was Danielle. She's walking out to her car and she realizes her car is on fire. So she starts videoing right away. She gets to her car and well, that's the first thing I would do well, when yeah. my car's on fire. Where's my video <laughs> on my phone? That's what people do, and <sighs> actually, that was pretty smart, like for insurance purposes and stuff like that. So anyway. Long story short, the fire gets put out. She opens her car door. There is her. It's a Stanley brand thermos, which mm -hmm. is one of those expensive ones. Yeah. And she's like, it's not like the whole car was, you know, engulfed, but the interior was on fire. Sure. And so it's all charred. It's, it's, a, disaster. it's a disaster. It's totally the fire's out now. It's yeah, just smoldering. Yeah, the fire's out now. Okay. And there's her Stanley, her Stanley thermos sitting right there. And so she reaches over and she grabs it, she shakes it, and there's still ice in it. <laughs> so, I mean, this is all I I I I hope it's real. It looked very I don't imagine anyone would like literally burn their car. It looked like she was at a parking lot. Uh, but anyway, um, so she puts the video up, it goes viral, and then the people start putting the pressure on. And they're like, Stanley, you should replace her car for that great pub that she just gave yeah. you. Talk about free publicity ad. and a free ad. Um, your, ca your car can go through a car fire and your Stanley cup is going to... And you can still to drink with ice. Keep your car... Your beverage cool, because that's the most important so thing happened? right now. And so Stanley said yes, and they did. They, they replaced not only the thermos, because I bet the thermos had some smoky 
janky yeah. taste to it. But they and then they also replaced her car for her. How awesome! And that is goodwill that? is yes. worth more than what the car is going to cost on the open market in the ad space. There you today. go. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I have my Minnesota Wild mug. Yeah, yeah, and they are playing horribly. They've <laughs> lost seven straight games, and my ice is all melted since <laughs> since lunch. <laughs> That's kind of amazing, but though. There we go. That's right. kind of amazing. So, all right, let's take a break let's and do then that. let's come back. We'll bring Mike Shaw in, and we've got right on way off, right around the corner. Our break is usually just Emily with a quick little ask saying, hey, give to freshroadmedia.com. It is Giving Tuesday as this show drops. And so I would love for you to consider this ministry. Any gift would really help us towards our year end goal, freshroadmedia.com. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to freshroadmedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris. We are listener supported at freshroadmedia.com and we laugh louder, dig deeper, and live larger in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we do. We're going to be bringing Mike Shaw on in just a second here. Uh, but Chris, I just want to make a note okay. uh, so that you are aware yeah. that when you hold up your Minnesota Wild thir- uh Whatever that's called. It's not a thermos. What is that called? A traveling tumbler. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you. It is. It's a traveling tumbler. Will you hold that up next to your Vikings shirt? Yes. It really clashes. Well, for our audio listeners, they don't care. Um, but for the purple, video listeners, yellow, yeah, the, the, the purple, the purple, red, look at, green. Yeah, it's got weird. It's like kinda... Christmas puked all over you. <laughs> The wild colors are Christmas, aren't they? Yeah. No, this uh, this sweatshirt, um, sweater, uh, whatever this thing is, I think it's forty it's a years travel old. Travel. I think it's forty years fuzzy. old. I think I bought. I think I bought this <laughs> when I was a teenager with my own money. It's like, old. It is. It's like over forty years old, and it's kind of a one of a kind. I I, I comes out of the Fran Tarkington era. Doesn't look too but bad. But I only put it on. Well, I wear it a lot, but. I always put it on on game day when we need a win, and we need a win against the Bears tonight on Monday Night Football. Which means so you always have it we'll on. See. When do you not need yeah. a win? Last Monday in November is when we're recording late in the afternoon, and this drops every Tuesday morning. It is No Apology with Emily and Chris, and glad you're along with us. Yeah, I am. I will say that I, I like that sweater or that uh, fuzzy polar fleece thing that you got there. That yeah, one time we it's went total old school, man. Uh, the one time we last time, I think we went to the Vikings game with my sister and brother-in-law. Remember that? Yeah. And we stayed at a hotel because it was a bit of a drive and you came out of the hotel. You tried to put on your Viking gear and yeah. look all fan fanboy. <laughs> what a good look. Uh, but remember. you came out really looking like Barney the dinosaur. I had, you had purple, purple pants, pants purple bought, sweatshirt, yeah. purple, purple everything. Yeah. And so purple hat. That's a better, yeah, much better it, look. I was just thinking yes. I'll bring some Viking stuff. I never thought about what it might look like. And <laughs> You mock me so bad. I I, I to love go. you. I wanted to change. You yeah. love me. But hey, we went to the Metrodome and, and we <laughs> won another one. We're a happy one. Viking yeah. family. All right. All right. Let's All bring right. Mike what, in. What are we doing? All right. We're bringing in Mike Shaw. Hey, Mike Shaw. Hey, how's it going? Hey, 
how's it going? Okay, first of all, all purple, you're an Oompa Loompa. Uh, oh, got, I, right? got, I got cameras on, on wrong screens here. Who cares? No one yeah, cares. Emily's on Chris and I'm on Emily's camera, but okay. whatever. On it's the 2023. Shot. You can be whoever yeah. you want to be. It's I can be true. Whoever I, I can be, be Chris. That's not yeah. that big of a deal. Right. But you and being an and Emily. So, and so Emily, or in this case, Chris, got it right. <laughs> That's called a fleece. That's fleece. how old it is. Polar fleece. Yeah. People yeah. had fleece back then. Yeah. And yeah, uh, that's how, that's crazy. Old. Yeah. And the thing is, is this has hit every wash yeah. cycle at least two or three times during the football season for 30 years and it's still holding up. And it's still fleecy. They, they don't you know, make them like this. What's really anymore. interesting, well, they do because I just saw an ad for what's called a bear fleece thing like what you got there fleece is coming back but it's it's different and apparently it's like really thin and uber like it blocks the wind and everything Mm. and so they're probably like more expensive it's like the stanley thermos go you know now they're on steroids yeah same thing with with your with your polar fleece now they have a bear fleece thing that is like amazing. Well, I I'm guess. telling you, I'm telling you right now, the monitors, I, I just can't hardly handle it when it does this. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to stay on that shot for a long time. <laughs> we're going to be on the shot for a long time. For a long so, time. Should uh, I come over okay. and fix it real if, quick? If you are an audio only listener, you got to check out Rumble or YouTube uh, or go to freshroadmedia.com. The video is posted there too. And um, you can see what we're talking about. But for those of you watching, we're going to keep going. Yeah. We missed uh, rehearsal. It's so hard yeah. to get good yeah. help. Yeah, we did. Dude. We did not yeah. get rehearsal yeah. going. We We're recording late today. in the day, yeah. and we just decided you're to fired, start recording. Chris. I know. <laughs> That's my job. I'm the studio producer. I know. Right. I know on to both of you. All right. What are we doing? Right, right. on way off. Uh, we're moving to right on way off. Are you guys ready? Yes. Hit All us. right. Three statements. Chris and Mike, you guys are going to tell me whether these statements are right on or way off. And then I am going to let you know if you're right or wrong. And so we'll start with the first one. Chris will go with you. It All says right. Christians who want to make the gospel message relevant. And that word relevant is in quotation. In marks. quotations. Uh, Christians who want to make the gospel message relevant must always remember that the gospel is not about making God acceptable to sinners, but making sinners acceptable to God. Is that right on or is that way off? I don't know if I'm hearing you right. Um, Okay. Christians who want to make the gospel message relevant must always remember that the gospel is not about making God acceptable to sinners, mm. but about making sinners acceptable to God. Is that right on or is that way off? Uh, I'm going to go right on. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, while we're yet you sinners. You looked grouchy while you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is my leathery face now. I think this is what we have to work with because I'm well rested. And I, I mean, I got stressed about 3.30 when I thought my computer died for good and I lost eight hours of <laughs> Well, more like 12 hours of sermon work, but um, no, it's it's one of those where, you know, God makes us acceptable in his sight. That's the good news. That's mm-hmm. what the gospel is, is the, that Jesus Christ takes us as sinners and then presents us in front of a holy God as if we're perfect and never sinned. And then he, but he starts that sanctification process in us because God wants us to try to live holy lives. That's mm-hmm. part of it. Any Anybody who comes to you and says, you can come to Jesus and you don't ever have to change. They don't know what the real gospel <laughs> is. 
but we will never be able to conjure up enough sanctification and, and goodness in ourselves to ever be acceptable to God. Right. That's why we need Jesus. And so I didn't know if I heard you right, so I'm hoping I did. I'm right on. All right, right on. Uh, Mike Shaw, what do you think about that statement? You need me to read it again? Well, I think whoever wrote it, that's not their best statement. Because right. it's confusing. Amen. <laughs> right. Just yeah. like having Emily in front of my face. Right. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it's just, I, it's very poorly, um, I don't know who wrote it. It's probably some great theologian that we're all standing on the shoulders of. <laughs> yeah. So, in that case, it's right on because that's probably, it, they probably mean what Chris explained that yep. they mean because yep. because that's what Jesus did. He yeah. made us acceptable to God. He yes. made the way back to God. And guess what? Now that if you're in Christ and you've and you've really accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, and your spirit is sealed with His Spirit, you receive His righteousness as a gift. There you go. And hearted. And you can't clean yourself up. Try as you may. Even after you're saved, you can't clean yourself up. Yeah. It's the work of the Holy Spirit, the mind of Christ that's within you that eventually works itself out in your life. And as Chris says from the pulpit many times, and I love this, I'm stealing it right now, but with attribution, <laughs> it, which is, uh, I forgot what it was now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's like, um, no, I do. I do forget what it was. He, he was talking about how you can't save yourself and you can't clean yourself, get, up. Clean yourself up. And so yeah. come to Christ and let him do the work. Let him do yeah. the work from right. the inside out. you can out. take anything I say and claim it as your own. All right. Mind. So you're both oh, right good. on. You're both right yeah. on on that okay. one, correct? Good. Yeah. Right? All right. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad. I, I got a little nervous when you thought about it there for a minute, Chris, because that's from Dykel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's from Dr. Michael Brown okay. or Dykel Brown, yeah. whoever you want. Yeah. <laughs> good friend of ours. And so... <laughs> Uh, I thought that was absolutely spot on because I think we have we're kind of in the midst of making that trans transition. Uh, that trend is trying to make God appealing to the point that, you know, if they like us, then they'll like God. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, it's yeah. it's there's not another about, side of that coin too. It's not about, oh, I gotta make sure I present this in a way that'll appeal to them. There, there's nothing wrong with trying to meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with, you know, trying to get to know the people. But look through the stories in the Bible where people, they, they just preached it wherever they went. And it didn't matter who you were, right. what your story was. It doesn't matter because it's a gospel for all people. So... And the Take more you it. preach it, the more the you start leaning into righteousness, exactly. even in, in spite of yourself. The flip side of that coin is when people say, well, uh, I can't stand the followers of Christ, so therefore Jesus can't be that good. It's like, <laughs> right. yeah. have you ever heard like a sixth grader play Beethoven? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Beethoven wasn't that good. It's terrible. Beethoven's not that good. Beethoven you, didn't, couldn't compose. Yeah. So you look at the lens of Christ, it's always pointing to Jesus, always pointing to Jesus, always pointing yeah, to Jesus. Yeah. All right. All right. Very good. I like that statement. It is indeed right on. Um, we got to keep that in mind that it's about people changing and becoming what is acceptable to God, not worrying so much about making God acceptable to people. Right. He is acceptable to people. He doesn't, he doesn't need us to sell the job. All right. Where are we going? Next statement. There ought to be a sign posted in every Christian bookstore that reads, quote, the views expressed in these books do not necessarily do express the views of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, end <laughs> quote. 
Is that right on or is that way off? Mike, you're, you can't even hardly keep it inside <laughs> well, you. What do you think? You think that's right on or way off? I, I, probably right on. I mean, <laughs> you know, I if I was to write a book like that, I, don't, I probably would be nervous. Or let me put it this way. Um, the times I get to teach, um, it's, it's a responsibility it because is, you're going to yeah. be accountable to God for what you taught and the people that you taught it to and, and all of that. So, um, I'm kind of talking myself out of my right arm because <laughs> the people who are writing those books, I'm hoping that they have the same heart well, you hope. in yeah. mind, but you know, we don't know that for sure. And that goes back to what Chris was talking about in the first segment about counterfeits, you know, mm. to spot a counterfeit, you yep. study the real thing and you can spot a counterfeit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why it's up to those of us who may or may not read Christian books to know the real deal anyway, so that when someone tries to sell us a bill of goods, or if they're a little bit off, we can spot it right away. Yep. So we should all be Bereans. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, Amen. and so I would say right it's on. very noble to be like the Bereans. It is, it's, it's required. Yeah. It's it really required, is required. Is. And so if you're going to read a Christian book, have that disclaimer in your head. And if the author does a great job, and then that is wonderful. They're equipping the saints yeah. for the mm-hmm. work of the ministry. Yeah. All right, my, uh, Chris, what do you think? Right on or way off? There ought to be a sign posted in every Christian bookstore that reads, quote, the views expressed in these books do not necessarily express the views of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. End I am quote. I am I am right on. All right, right on on that. You you've got to know the difference and like the, the, you can have a teacher that is ninety five percent right on with you, and then will say something that might be a little bit off. And sometimes you need to have some grace, but then mm-hmm. there's others that you know they start with a bad premise. They're right. starting with a bad batch of dough, so the bread they bake ain't going to turn out no matter what because yeah. of what they profess to believe. And, you know, like, you know, there's a stamp that was going around that I wanted when I still had my big library. My library's, you know, in my office right now is maybe a 32nd, a 16th or a 32nd of what I used to have. And I wanted the stamp, you could stamp it in the inside that's, you know, so when you die and your kids are going through your library, it says, heretical for research purposes only. Oh, right, right, right. Because there was a lot of that stuff oh, that we did Lord. have to, we had to read it. We had well, to know in, what people were In our radio about. career, the most heretical book that ever came down the pike was uh, Rob Bell's Love Wins. Mm. Love Wins is just so well written and the concepts are so easily swallowable. But in the end, he basically says the Bible is no better than anything else. God's love is so great, everybody's going to go to heaven. So don't worry about it. Live and be happy. That's not the life-changing gospel that while we right. were yet sinners, we're imparted righteousness, and therefore we want to live for Jesus out of good old-fashioned gratitude. But we can't even do it, so he's got to help us do it. Totally different messages. And, you know, the Scripture always interprets Scripture. And so in that world, helpful books from people like Tony Evans or Charles Stanley or the Blackaby Boys, uh, Dad uh, Henry and son Richard, that they are— they're in, in incredibly needed mm-hmm. to help us Absolutely. grow in our faith. And so I don't want to discount the value of them. But on the other hand, there's a lot of other ones out there that are just a waste of time. So yeah. I think of like Tom and Nel- Thomas Nelson Publishing. Mm-hmm. They they have to deal with all of them. You know, they're, they're right. in business. And yeah. so they, they publish who's going to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, if like take Jonathan Kahn, for example. I like a lot of his stuff. Some of his stuff's way out there. But when you, if you go and do a deeper dive on Jonathan, some of his way out there stuff, he's just talking about as like 
more conversation. Right, and right. he's a writer whose job is to publish books. Yeah, yeah. So he is a writer first and foremost. Well, yeah, that's what yeah. that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. there's 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 a lot going on out there. Yeah. I don't find, a good I don't, bo- find good books. I don't know how to read, so <laughs> I just signed my name X with an X. Means Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, where All are we right that is from Vody uh, Bacham, and you guys are both right on with that. Uh, a lot of stuff in the bookstores, and you oh. do need to be discerning about that. So. Well, it's Christian books, so it must be right. It's yeah, like, not no, everything labeled no, no, Christian no. is no. a good thing, and th- and that gets back to like the things that I like to read is I like to read like Leonard Ravenhill and R.C. Sproul and, you know, all these guys. And they're from different, uh, you know, like denominations and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. these are men that were born, lived, died and wrote and everything that they wrote, even if there might be subtle doctrinal differences, everything that they wrote withstood the test of time. It was Mm -hmm. true. It was good. Uh, and it did not depart from the scriptures at all. So I like to go back to those people that were uh, doing those types of things. All right. Uh, uh, last one. Last one. Right. Oh, I got a little flustered here because I'm afraid of what Chris is going to think and say here. Right. Oh, good. More... <laughs> am, am I at first? <laughs> oh, good. This yeah, is exciting. You actually are. It's more of right. a true or false. Okay. Um, so it's real easy. We can move through it quickly. But here's the statement. You have to tell me if I'll this be is the judge fact or fiction, true or false. <laughs> right. Advent calendars were originally created... Not only to help children count down the days until Christmas Day, but to help them learn Bible passages. Is that true or is that false? Makes sense to me. I'm going to go true. All right, Mike Shaw, what do you think? True. 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 Do you know that, know that, or do you just think that? Uh, it makes sense. sense. Is that where the part, the part, the 12 days of Christmas came from as well with the partridge and pear tree as well? A lot of them are only 12 mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense. All right. Very good. That is actually true. Okay. Very true. That was the purpose of it was to teach children. Why did you think that, it was, well, that I would go off on that? Well, because it's true or false. Oh. Well, that's not really a, that's not really a right on way off statement. And I'm right on on that. Because it's not. <laughs> How do we discuss that? But we could always yes, elaborate. No. <laughs> we true could always false. elaborate. Now, I grew up so heathen. To be honest with you, I don't know that I fully understand the point or the of advent i oh. don't i don't think i could explain well, it to someone else so, <laughs> because i grew up heathen which yeah. in a lot of ways is an advantage right but in some ways like this is not yeah. well this the, the yeah. season of advent which mm-hmm. i don't I, when did it start in 2023 did it start sunday or does it start next sunday i can't even remember it's already started it already, I i'm know. missing it, it advent would be, it would be this sunday this the way the sunday. calendar that's falls. what okay. i thought because i thought I maybe this it. is the year i figured yeah. out yeah it's the up. four weeks leading up to mm-hmm. Christmas, okay. and we light each candle on Sunday. What Advent is, it's, a, you know, it's such a big answer. <laughs> yeah. Here goes. Cliff notes. Uh, years ago, Christmas was not just Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. It was Christmas time or Christmas yeah. tide. Yeah. It was a long celebration from about mid-December, even through January, like, 8th, through um, Epiphany. Epiphany. So anyway, so it's called Christmas Tide. Okay, so that's why children were counting down the days and knowing, like, where they were in this this celebration. Mm -hmm. Now, um, all it is is a time for us to prepare for the coming of Jesus. So we look back to the scriptures 
and the time that it was 400 years, um, people were just preparing for the Messiah, preparing for the Messiah, preparing for the Messiah to come. And so that four weeks is just symbolic of the time of um, the when people the, preparing for Jesus to come. When the prophets we, were silent? When the prophets were silent. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and it's also a time for us to reflect on He's coming again, and are we prepared for him to come again? I, I like this Advent. So, it sounds yes. liturgical. Is that it is? Legit, it is somewhat liturgical. It? Yeah, okay. it's old school mm-hmm. church. It's high church, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. Advent literally means the coming of. Mm. Yeah. And so, it's just a time to prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ. To read the history of the first time he came and prepare our hearts, just like they had to back then. We need to be doing the same today, preparing our hearts for when the Messiah comes. Again, Gerhard Land, he invented that Advent calendar in 1903. Good job, Gerhard. By 1920. Is he a druid? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. His ancestors. Tree branches and gourds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, the gourds. You know, the original Christmas trees, they put candles on them. They did. That yeah. sounds dangerous. Uh, yeah, it was. Those of you audio <laughs> listeners, I did fix the video uh, thing. Oh, I decided during Emily, I knew she was going to go off for a minute. I oh, knew okay. I had a minute to focus. And nice. so I actually tried something and it worked. Yes. You know when you can check out, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay, so Gerhard Land invented it in 1903. By 1920, the advent right. calendar was wildly successful. Nice. And like most people were using this as part as, as part of their holiday celebration. Good job, Gerhard. And I know, right? Now, since then... He's a zillionaire. Uh, <laughs> since yeah, then... Yeah, because everybody cashes in on Advent. Just <laughs> like everything right. else, just like the Polar Fleece, just like the Stanley Mug, just like all the other <laughs> holiday traditions, it morphs over time. Some Advent calendars are 12 days. Mm. Yeah. Uh, some are 24 to encompass the month of December. Uh, but they've also expanded now into taking on themes they've become very secular so it's like uh, you know yeah there we go 12 days of nail polish <laughs> they like beer and wine and stuff like that where you open a supposed window and there's a new oh so it's like a beer club new, yeah exactly you said the beer yeah. of the beer of the, beer of the week club yeah and so oh you know with time i'm sure people will be like you shouldn't be celebrating the advent calendar <laughs> because the advent calendar was really all about pushing booze on paper and like no well wwjb <laughs> what would jesus brew you know i mean <laughs> i'm sorry that was wine for- <laughs> wine yeah i've actually had on uh on air large audience la- on air debates with Certain people that uh, believe that Jesus made grape juice and not wow. wine, and wow. it's like, yeah. did they did they not read it? Yeah. Well, you got to be a Berean. Yeah, it's he, not really a miracle to quit get some wine, is there? I mean, Lucille Ball did it in like thirty minutes, right? Well, <laughs> you know, know when the host when the host <laughs> raised the rails, when though. the when the host raised the glass and said, you know, most people wait mm-hmm. till t- till the end to bring the bad stuff, yes. and you save the best for last. That's where the phrase "best for last" comes from. Yeah, yep. it's. Kind of obvious. Yeah, yeah, it is obvious. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so I guess that does it for our show. Oh. I'm. Uh, I, but I want to put out a challenge before we go. Oh, I like challenges. Uh, <laughs> the challenge is look through some it. of those 
holiday traditions, if you're not sure what they are, look them up. Do some research. Feel free to send them to me. You can go to yeah. freshroadmedia.com. You can go to Sound Off and you can send me a question. Hey, Emily, what about this? What about that? I'd love to maybe bring that on the show and we can answer that as well. Mm-hmm. But that's my challenge to you. Get back into the original Christian foundation of these Christmas celebrations because they're very meaningful. That's and, awesome. Uh, you know, I hope I hope you listening understands how how deep my wife Emily is. I mean, she's got some skills. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, absolutely, right. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I know. Hello. Hey, before, before I can rip through self esteem like butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So you're, but uh, so to put a fine point on what you just said. So the question of the week, maybe for the month, there's yeah. what are your Christmas or what yeah, are your Xmas traditions? Up. Let's put yeah. that up. Maybe okay. somebody knows something I don't know. And they're like, we do well, this even, because. You know, when, you we, know? when we first moved to Michigan, there was a yeah. tradition they have that I'd never heard of before. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this, Mike, where when you come down on Christmas morning, they hide a pickle inside the tree <laughs> no. and you have to find the no. pickle? No. Nope. I'm serious. Nope. That is a Michigan nope. tradition. Wow. I'm not, you know, and you Michiganders listening, you justify that go go to the mm-hmm. facebook page no apology with emily and chris it's, but before yeah. we go mike i want to ask you sure what's going on with jesus is coming soon yes. what's what's up next yeah so we did a little devotional um it was probably about a little more than a week ago and it was just really what i'm coming up with for the new year is a bible reading program and it, it kind of gives honor to someone i had on my show back in the family life radio days and it's going to be a, and I'm going to make a calendar. It's going to be really easy for people to follow nice. to, to get through your Bible more than once a year Ooh, and have a lot nice. of scripture in context. Cause I think oh, it's I think important. Gotta, yeah. Right. Jesus is coming soon with Mike Shaw. It's yeah. another show on freshroadmedia.com. Yes. And Chris, what about you? Bible uh, idiots. Oh yeah. Bible idiots. Home of Bible idiots as well. Yeah. My teaching platform there. Um, there I'm getting some good feedback about, uh, end times spines of steel. Okay. And that one from two months ago called Road to Exile. So if you're looking for something to listen to, go to the website or go to Search Bible Idiots, wherever you get your podcast content. Mm-hmm. And those two messages are going pretty good. Is that the one you sent to to Al Robertson? Yeah, okay. that's the one I sent to Al. Yeah. Um, Before you called him butter. <laughs> are you going to tell that story? <laughs> and Bible Edits also available on YouTube. Yes. So Chris is talking to Al Robertson over the holiday weekend. We're driving and, uh, in the car to Mississippi. Car. And, and by the way, Al and Al Robertson's coming from Duck Dynasty is going to be coming to Harlan, Iowa. That's and if the we Lord got detail- allows. No, it's, yes. it's happening. And we got a well, date and everything. It's happening in Jesus January. Unless Jesus comes between now and then. Yeah. Well, the creek don't rise. We're, we're going we're gonna to do a conference to try to help people grow in their faith yeah. and and do you want to tell it then? So they're talking on the phone. I'm not even paying attention. And Chris goes to, you know, they're wrapping up the conversation. You know how you kind of feel what's going on, but you're not paying attention. And all of a sudden, Chris says, yeah, uh, we'll talk to you later, butta. And hung up. <laughs> I'm like, did you just call Al Robertson butter? Yeah. He's like, I think I did. And I'm like, what are, what are you doing? Well, I, went said, well, say... I went to say. <laughs> I think I w- he heard brother. <laughs> I mean, that was the thing. He was going to say. You know, take care, bud. And then bud halfway is what we through, call each other all the time. halfway through, he decided I'm not going to call him bud. I'm going to call him brother. <laughs> and what came out instead of take but, care, uh, bud, or take care, brother, was take care, butta. That's he's like, do you think he heard that? I'm like, I know he heard it. I wasn't even paying attention. So I had to text him back. So I texted him. Sorry, and I, I called and I you butter. And I explained what I was doing, and he <laughs> sent back a bunch of laughing emojis saying, "I do like butter." <laughs> 
That's a good save because so, I was afraid you ruined him coming here yeah. to Harlem. Well, I've gained 11 pounds back over the holidays. Yeah. So Haven't if I all? keep going in January, we can call, uh, like if we do a two-headed thing on stage, we can call it Biscuit and Butter. <laughs> Okay. That would be perfect. <laughs> would be Biscuit All right. and butter. Emily, it's your show. Take us out of here. All right. Thank you so much for staying with all of this insanity. <laughs> uh, have a really joyful Christmas. Like Chris said, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And as these days are growing darker and darker, just appreciate every day and every opportunity that we have in the meanwhile. So have a very Merry Christmas. We'll be bringing a lot more Christmas fun facts to you throughout the month. Tell your family, tell your friends, and then don't forget we are listener-supported as well. So if you're coming to your end-of-the-year giving, consider FreshRoadMedia.com. We would love and appreciate any gifts that you would give. And we will talk to you again next week.